Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paula Price Show, where you can experience scripturally organic, culturally unmodified teaching, get answers to your questions, and receive powerful prayer from your host, Dr. Paula Price, author of the Prophet's Dictionary. Tune in now and get ready for an exciting time of encouragement and transformation. Welcome your host, Dr. Paula Price. I'm thrilled today to have the Lord just use me in a very different way. So before we get started, tell everybody that I'm on. Just, just tell everybody Dr. Dr. Price is on, and we're going to handle something that we have not talked about in a little bit, in a little while. We've heard, you know, um, Prophet Ashley, we've heard so many scriptures. We've heard so many teachings on so many scriptures that it is very uh, difficult to think that there's anything else God can say on a passage of Scripture. I mean, it's like, God, how much more can you say? How much more can you talk on it? What else is there to learn? Well, I found out from the Lord that there's always something more to learn because God is infinite. And oftentimes we are, people get ho-hum and humdrum about the word simply because they have reached their limit, and so then they assume that they have reached God's limit. That is a dangerous assumption. It is one that will cut off your revelation stream, because when you become uh, what you call saturated, it cracks me up now. And when I read the Bible, I'm thinking, but these people say they're saturated? I'm like, you all haven't even gotten to this. How can you be saturated with something that you have not even gotten to? So you're, you're just the idea of it saturates you, obviously. And so such is the word of God. But before we get to the word of God, prophet, the word of the Lord, Lord, before we get into the word of the Lord and our extra training for today, um, what do we have on our horizon? We have some things coming up. Well, first, tomorrow. There is a tomorrow. Right here in Price University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we have our first open house reception. Yes. Seven o'clock in the evening for those of you in the Tulsa, Oklahoma region area, stop on by. Meet the staff, meet the curriculum. (laughs) See what we do, why we do what we do, our renovations, our upgrades to our location, all that good stuff. It's very different though. I've looked at the work that you all have done and it has, it's immense. It is immense what God has done to let us know this is indeed Price University, and I'm thrilled about it. I am so thrilled about it, I don't know what to do. I'm going to keep telling my, my little testimonial spiel. I have a spiel. Spiel away. Okay, a little testimonial. Maybe we'll call it a test of spiel. Test of spiel. 
Or Moni Steel. We never know. <laughs> anyway, that's Tessa Steel. Anyway, I do have. Spillamoni. Oh, I love it. That rolls off the top. Oh, no, I have a little Spillamoni. And so I want to tell you the, the excitement with Price University is, first of all, is beyond explanation. But I have always had a passion. And my, well, first of all, can I tell you that I had an assignment that turned into a passion, you know, because you get those divine assignments, and then God says he kind of flicks a light under them and turns them into a passion. Some of you all know what I mean by that today. So I had this amazing passion to really educate the people of God and to educate them for Jesus Christ. We're educated for a lot of things. We're educated for our gift our grace gift, our ministry, our neighborhood, our community, humanity, those are wonderful. Wonderful things have nothing whatsoever against them. However, we've, the, I would have to say the large part of the church has lost sight of the fact that God had a reason for making people. And then he had a reason for making societies for people. And on we go. And we, we rarely hear God's purpose. And if we do, it's God's purpose in a humanist fashion. You know, it still is laced with, if not saturated with, the commandments of men. You know, this is what God wants. And then you look at all of the things that God is, is uh, not doing, and you're like, well, why isn't he doing that? This seems more important than that. I mean, even we have common sense to know one thing is a little bit more important than another. And so... I wanted to do this. I said, well, God, where's the breakdown? And so the breakdown has always been the struggle, the tension, if you will, uh, for Christians, not for God, between sovereign and Savior. There are salvation things God wants to do. But hear me today, people. There are sovereign things God must do. I think I want to let that, don't you feel like that should just kind of, yeah, just kind of rain down on us a little bit, maybe sink in. Remember, salvation, I think God wants to save the world. You know, he said he desires that none should perish. But sovereignty is his main and cosmic creation responsibility. And sovereignty goes beyond lost souls. Sovereignty goes up to all souls. He said to Ezekiel, behold, all souls are mine. So we have a real issue when it comes to us comprehending what God wants to do. If you are an evangelist, it's all about God's salvation responsibilities or salvation duties, more like actions. Because once you're saved, you leave the salvation and come under the sovereign. Oh, wow. Right. So we have the, sovereign, the salvation acts pitting themselves against the sovereign duties and responsibilities of the creator. And if you can't reconcile that, scripture won't make sense. Bible won't make sense. And you can't figure it out because then you are bumping heads with sovereignty. Well, if God is a good God, well, he was good enough to save me. Why isn't he good enough to? Or he was sovereign enough to save me, but now he's not sovereign enough to do this or to rescue me in this or get me out of this or that. There is a whole lot to this. So my passion has been to educate people on the fullness of the Godhead. Not just God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but their individual, collaborative, and collective roles as creator. 
because they all want in the same. And so I'm working with that. So that's what I wanted to do. Well, I, I started digging into that. And, and what happens? God said, well, you do realize that that starts with the prophets and then culminates in the apostles. Okay. So, God, why is that? Because they are the mantles I chose to author my scripture. Whoever compiled the Bible does not constitute the authors of scripture. And so from then on, God began to talk to me about his, his uh, authoring mantles. And once I got a hold of that, a lot of the cloud just disappeared and, and the, the clarity came because I, rem- I, I unbundled the story and the storyteller. I unbundled the message and the messenger and the message sender. So now I'm in a better place because I'm very clear on it. So I was able to develop curriculum and Bible education and ministry education and kingdom development and all of those things from the authoring mantles perspective, which we don't have because we've been buried for like hundreds of years, hundreds of years. We've been buried, and now I've had the privilege, the honor, and the, the dignity from God to do it for him, and that is what Price University stresses. Ministry education, kingdom education, hallelujah, and Bible education from the authoring mantles of Scripture. Because when apostles and prophets were penning scripture, there were no evangelist pastors or teachers. Well, there might have been teachers because he brought them back in 1 Corinthians 12. And it's important that you know that and that you understand. Having done my, what is it? Spiel. My spielimony. I love that. What else do we have on the horizon? We have a lot going on, Prophet <laughs> Ashley. Yes, we do. Well, Sunday. You broadcast every Sunday service. Every Sunday service. We don't talk about that too much on Thursdays, but we are building we will. our Congregation of the Mighty. Uh-huh. Online. Online church. And uh, we are going to be in Portland, Oregon uh, for Prophetic Ed. Yes. The first weekend in October. Yes. And uh, the, the, prof, the Prophetic Delegation. Uh, uh, the whole near delegation. Is going to be Yeah, there. the Prophetic Delegation. Yeah. It's going to be the there. Apostle, uh, no, no. Yes. Correct? Well, she's near. She is near. And Apostle Stephen Hall is our apostle in that region. In the region. And uh, Prophet Old Spears is a uh, prophet in that region. Yes. And so we are going to establish, officially establish, prophetic ed in that territory. And this will be your third time. Second. Right? Being under? No, yeah, this is, yeah, it's my third trip to Portland. You're right. Mm-hmm. It is. And I'm excited. Now, you want to be there. If you want to hear the future of the prophetic, if you want to hear the the... Uh, restoration and remedies for the prophetic, and if you want to be established as one in route to the prophetic or as a credible prophet, you definitely don't want to miss us there in Portland, Oregon. I love it. I'm going to be in Portland again. And the weather's nice. They tell me the weather's nice. This is what this guy told me yesterday. (laughs) So I'm hoping it stays nice for us. (laughs) I love Portland. I I just love it. I enjoy every time... It's a beautiful place, and the people are just lovely. So I do. I have a great time. And so we're, you know, when we first went, we went just two, and then we went three. No, then we went four. Then we went four. And now we're doing the whole near prophetic delegation, uh, at least those that are 
what, ordained. We have the ordained ones. You, yeah. And then the next one we will be, and I don't know why I chose this time of year, but our next one we will be talking about being with Prophet Angela Yamiba in Iowa. Because we have to set up a prophetic edge yeah. everywhere we have prophets. With that praying prophet. Yeah, oh, that uh, woman, whoo, Jesus. I just love, and go there. Just just go there effortlessly. You can tell people who pray a lot, they don't need a whole lot of appetizers and crunchies and money. In fact, that kind of gets it, in the way. It gets in the way. Get in and do it. So we're, we're, we're doing all over. Now, if you are deciding that you want to be a part of our prophetic ed contingency, you are invited. Just go to my website and say, Dr. Price, I want to talk with Prophet Ashley about bringing prophetic ed in my region. And when you do, we'll schedule it up and we'll walk you through the process of how to make it happen. We do a lot of things there. For example, we accredit your prophetic company. We accredit your prophetic guard. If you're a church that wants to establish a prophetic company or a prophetic guard and they're not necessarily the same, and if you come to Portland next week, you'll find out why, then definitely we are for you. You want to... Uh, uh, credential, your prophetic education program, your readiness program, we do that. We've got a lot to do for you. But you have to go to drpaulaprice.com and tell us how to begin to help you because this is about helping you. I said to someone recently, a person, a, quite an, a couple of influential people, I should say, recently, and I said, you know, prophets are in the unenviable position of being in a call that they can't get out of to a world that won't let them in. That's really the prophet's plight today. They're in a call they can't get out of. God, I don't know why you gave this to me. I don't want it. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. I keep getting put out. They don't like me. I can't get in. I don't know how to do this. God says, you got to stay in this call because the gifts and calling of God are without repentance, and I don't have another one for you. And so, so, so you have this inner wrestle this, I call it prayer closet wrestle with God all the time because you don't see an outlet for it. You don't see an opportunity. You don't even see a respectable need for it. You can't. And so, you're stuck. Now, so you finally, you get out of the prayer, okay, Lord, thy will be done. We always get that one. Thy will be done. We're going to do his will. We're going to try it one more time. Prayer. <laughs> to the, uh, enlightened saints. Oh, yes. That's, a, mm. that's like lovest thou me more than these. You know at the end of that's a loaded question no matter how you look at it. So finally, you've got thy will be done. And you do. You get up and you go to your church. Nobody cares. You go to your family. They snub you. You go to your job. You better not. And so you don't have a place because we've not created a place for you. Well, you don't want to miss prophetic ed. You need to know where your place is, how to occupy that place, and how to profit, not just prosper as an overcome, but profit as to monetize. You need to know those things. And that is what the whole prophetic ed branch of Price University is all about. So, again, go to drpaulaprice.com and say, listen, Dr. Price, I want you come on. I want to be a part of this. And you say, hi, Prophet Ashley. I love that. I do. And she will begin the process of getting you where you ought to be so you can stop wanting to flee your calling and you can create a place for it in your world. Man, that's smart. Now, hold on. i got to hit something. Oh, good job. i got to hold up. 
<laughs> got to do it. Are you following me? Are they following me out there? Because some of you all, you don't want to quit. I like, out of everybody's story I've heard, and I've heard some very intriguing stories, but sometimes the most simplistic ones get me. And that was Prophet Ashley. She never questioned her call to be a prophet. You never questioned it. You thought it was the coolest thing. Once I understood what it was, <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. I don't have a better idea. <laughs> and then she's the first one to put on her, after she got ordained, she put on, out of our group, I'm not talking about in the whole world, but she put, and she, and she set herself up as, uh, you know, Prophet Ashley. And uh, to your amazement, what happened? Well, it, it was actually pretty interesting. Um, you know, social media is a place where you decide, is my whole, whole world going to be out here? Am I going to be just this or just that? And I thought, well, I might as well do it. <laughs> and uh, I grew up in a non-prophetic environment, although as years pass on, I find out many of the people I grew up with are very prophetic. Mm-hmm. We just weren't in a prophetic church. And... Um, and, uh, sorry, hold on here. Got to do some periscope maintenance here. Mm-hmm. And um, most people were not surprised. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. Sure, that's always been you. And I'm like, really? Because I didn't know that. <laughs> and and then I started getting the inboxes and thinking, can you pray for this? And are you hearing from God on that? It was surprisingly, overwhelmingly positive response from people that I had known for years mm-hmm. who did not know me in this arena. Yeah. You know, with you. To see and, and still how many people are open to it and uh, I have people that I was high school with or grew up with and whenever I was preaching on Sunday they would say, I would watch you, you know <laughs> <laughs> probably all hung over and whatever weekend, <laughs> we don't even know what. And and just inspired. It's so inspiring to be young mm-hmm. and to be in ministry mm-hmm. and to come up this way, having never done anything else. Only this. Only this. And to realize how you are inspiring your generation, the generation above you, the generation beneath you, um, to to really just sell out on God. We found so much pressure from the church mm-hmm. here. I'll say in Tulsa. It's not how I grew up, but here in Tulsa. To be young, have fun, and blow God off. Blow God off until later in life. Mm-hmm. And not doing that has produced such an amazing reward. Mm. Really, an amazing reward. And it's giving people courage, young people yeah. like yourself, courage to say, "Wait a minute, this is my God too. I mean, right. I love Him too. I serve Him also." And wait, I'm not going to treat my God like that. I'm going to learn better and learn more. And they're following you. You know, on your social media, you've got quite a following simply because you didn't sell out. You know, because the rewards of a sellout are short, short-lived. That's a quote. They really are short-lived because it's commonplace to sell God out, especially under today's climate of Antichrist this and that. It's very easy to follow the crowd because it's a crowd pleaser. Selling God out is a crowd pleaser. But standing faithful is a rewarder that gathers. 
And so we start gathering, and now more and more people are like, well, I looked at Prophet Ashley, and I thought, I, 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 I look at Chief every week, and I thought, man, if she could do it, and God, I, I look at Prophet Adia, and, and on it goes. I, I watch, uh, you know, Prophet Oak, and I think he's probably one of our most phenomenal ones. Now, he was different. Because he was the very person that I was most often told would not be interested. Also, is highly educated, yes. extremely educated, very accomplished, very highly credentialed, and a male. Come on, let's add that, that. And so I was surprised to see that prophet come up out of all of that education, credentialing, experience. That prophet rose up like a mighty oak in the middle of it, and it began to feed all of that. Well, one of the many, many lessons I continue to learn from you, and just as I told you yesterday, which I will share, uh, is your ability to see, which really is part of the job, <laughs> that we should be able to do as apostles and prophets, to see beyond the crying flesh, the whining flesh, the crumbling flesh and of the people and the fearful, the jaded, the hurt, the pain, the sorrow, and say, but I'm telling you, because you will say. Yes, I do. With every person who is who they are as a giant today, when they when we were all cutting up, melting <laughs> down, crying, whining, sighing, and lying, and running all over the place, I'm telling you, this is who God said you are, this is who you're going to be, and he's not letting you go. So you can quit every 15 minutes if you want to. Mm-hmm. You're still going to show up like Groundhog Day. This day, 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 day <laughs> over and over and over. Until God gets what he wants. And likewise, the people who... Make all these promises and do whatever, and you're like, they're not going to be here. Mm-mm, they're gone. Every single person, I've been with you almost 20 years, every single person who is still here, you you said, they're going to, I'm telling you, you don't understand, and they're mm-hmm. crying in the corner. They're, going and they're, this, they're not going anywhere. God says they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And this one over here, they're not going to be here. In 10 years, they're going to be gone. What? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Nine years. And 11 and a half months later, they go. they're out the door. Yep. And it's, it's just amazing. And and for you to be able to separate, which to me is the one of the height of mature, righteous leadership, not allowing how you feel about somebody, even based on maybe what they've done to you. Yeah, no, that has Negative been. or positive, because, mm-hmm. you know, people can find their way into, affect how you use them or place them in the organization or in ministry or whatever. I mean, you could have what's just, it's very rare. If we have some sort of whatever mm-hmm. uh, happen, and then say in the next moment, but uh, we need to assign them to this. What a lesser leader, mm-hmm. lesser or less mature, would you know, would say, oh no, because they just always give me a hard time. They're difficult. They do this. They do that. And you don't do that unless it's really not going to be beneficial for them or something else. Mm-hmm. There's a greater fallout. Uh, so yesterday when you had said something, I was like, this just blows me away that you can just. <laughs> Do that and, and then actually work with people, develop them, and not just give them busy work in the corner to keep them out of your mm-hmm. way. There's so many lessons to be learned. Time is back to Price University and Prophetic Ed. We talk about the abuses of the office. Mm-hmm. We do. But through these programs, we do learn how not to abuse people from our station. Yeah, and that's the big part for me. You know, I you cannot be – where I am, which is the groundbreaker, actually, and the pioneer of all of this, and be totally in the dark about who's going to help you get where you have to go. 
That's the first thing. The second thing I know is that, you know, when God calls a person to do something, all hell is going to break loose. I have to teach them how to bring hell under. Because, you know, you have to bring hell under. And I have to teach them how to do that. But while they're experiencing that, they're in survival mode. They're in preservation mode. They're not even trying to be a friend. They're just trying to, can I just get out the fire? I'm burning. I don't know how to do it. And I have to show them how to bring that under to obey the will of the Lord. There are a lot of people out there, they have been taught how to deal with the, the foolishness that is just consequential to saying, yes, Lord. They would be in ministry today. They would be serving God right now if somebody had just said, no, 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 no. I come homers. What do I do? Well, you know, so I don't even, mm-mm, no, no, I don't want to hear it. They're called to be here. I shut down every opposition that they face. I right now bind up and neutralize every assignment. I command every unclean spirit that's standing in their way to stand down in Jesus' name and let these people obey God. All of a sudden, everything comes through. Why? Because that is what I do and why I'm here in my seat for Scripture Organic, Cultural Modified Christianity. That's my come homers. Uh, Congregation of the Mighty, Christ University, Prophetic Ed, and New Era Apostleship Restitution. I'm not afraid to guard mine, but I'm also not afraid to garner. And that's what held me up for years. You know, because you, many of you all lost your ministry because some senior leader, I know it because it happened to me, some senior leadership told you, well, don't let my people come to your church, and then I won't, I won't let your people. You, they lied to you, and you were the little one, and they were the big one, and they gobbled up your people. You did not ever think that maybe God was migrating them to your church. Hey, that's a freebie. I'll even give you a slap. And, that, and when that was over, God let the whole thing play out again. He said, so who won in that deal? I said, I got nothing. He said, yeah, because I was sending you people that asked me for relief and asked me for relief. You know, the church is like if one person does it in a way we don't like, doesn't have to be wrong, then everybody is banned from ever doing it. And I don't do that. I'm like, come one Come all to the Congregation of the Mighty, to Price University, because if God is sending you, I'm going to welcome you. If God didn't send you, you won't stay. It's all right. I'm a handful. I'm a whole lot of apostles to have to deal with. So that's the first thing I like. So I like what you said. But the other thing is that telling people, when you talked about it, telling people the office is supposed to be objective. Relationships can be biased. They can be very biased. But in the office, we, are, we have to realize that God has instruments, implements, and tools. And just because the last hang, ham, hammer hits your thumb doesn't mean you give up on hammers altogether or that you throw the hammer away because there's a nerve to hit your thumb. So I don't do that. If, they, if, if I realize that we can't have a social relationship, that is fine. We don't have to have a social relationship. As long as we can keep up some prayer, you know, me and prayer, got to keep up some prayer now, okay? Long, as long as we can keep up some prayer, I am going to fulfill my assignment in your life. I'm going to see to it that you fulfill this until you show me that you don't want it. I'm not going to abandon my duty and my obligation in my position to your tantrums, your issues, and your emotionality. 
That's not something I do. And most people don't even want to be that way. Many of them are like, I don't know why I can't stop. Yeah, don't worry about it. We're going to get you to stop. You're going to be fine. By the time we done, you're going to be mighty. You're going to be doing what I'm doing. Remember I told you you'd be doing what I'm doing? Look at you today. Yeah, I remember that day, like it was yesterday. I'm looking at your picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. And I, you said it as you do very almost casually, and walked past and said, "Don't worry, I don't know what I was talking about. You're going to be doing what I do and more." Mm-hmm. Now at that time, I'm thinking, <laughs> "I'm trying I to get to the class." Reconstructing the kingdom. <laughs> Here we are. And as long as you don't think the word of the Lord should come to pass within 24 hours, you'll make it. You know, and that's part of what I would like to wrap up on when we get to it. But I, but I want you to understand, if you are a true representative of the Lord Jesus Christ, then you are faithful to his purposes, his methods, and his ends. So it didn't matter that our social side of our relationship ended. What mattered is that I fulfilled the reason God brought us together. As a matter of fact, I give that talk to all of my leaders when they come. I, we, I'm warm and friendly. We'll be warm and fuzzy. It's nice. We have some little pizza, watch a little movie, whatever. But when it gets to the point that the reason God brought us together begins to disintegrate, I will release you because that means that someone else needs to take over that part of your life. And so I'm not going to hold on you because, oh, my gosh, I don't want to leave. I did all of that. You know, now I am holding on to Jesus. And if he says this is what we're doing, we're doing it. And he'll tell me, now, so-and-so is going to do this this long, and then they'll make this happen and -and so-and-so. So just, you know, develop them as you can. And I do. I do, I don't, because now it's not about the people for me. And as hard as it is for because folks say it's not about the people and use it actually as a means of abusing them and dismissing them and disregarding their needs. That's not what I mean. It's not about the people. I mean it's not about the people as they come. It's about the product that God wants. And my job is to produce a particular product for the Godhead. And and they're clear on the product they want. So as long as you're turning into that and you're able to move into that type of, of product, you're becoming what that ought to be, we're fine. When you dig your heels in and decide, I don't want it any longer, I leave you alone. And I should leave you alone because this is not a battlefield. This is a developmental training. And so if I, and you certainly don't want me to start doing battle with you because that, uh-uh, that is not good. And so I say to them always, hey, I'm here to produce the product that Almighty needs in the future. See, because education is always for the future. Learn today. Lead tomorrow. Ah, yay, that is our Christ University model. Learn today, lead tomorrow. Some of us like to lead today and learn tomorrow. And it's that late learning that we call trial and error and the trials and tribulations. So I just, I thought that was really great for us to share, Ashley. <laughs> yes. Hallelujah. Are they talking to me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're appreciating it. Um, 
So we said we love and appreciate you guys, Christ. I like your statement that rewards of a sellout are short-lived. <laughs> they are. Because everybody sells out. So in a minute, everybody, yay, you're one of us now. That's it. As good as it gets. Yeah. You're now one of us. Now the devil will give you some trinkets and some trash, you know, because he always got to give you trashy trinkets. So he's going to give you, because he's got to trash everything he takes because he can't use anything good because it reminds him of the holiness of God. So he's got to trash everything he gets. So it becomes his product. Now you know that was good. That was good. You know that? <laughs> a couple. But I want to talk to you now that I've laid that foundation. I want to quickly uh, wrap up our extra training for today. Oh, wait a minute. Before we do, we have a summit. All right. We stopped talking. I forgot my summit. I want my summit talked about. November. November 2017. Yes, 2017, 15th to the 18th in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our annual. Annual. Near summit. It is for everybody. <laughs> I we love it. Apostolic Christian, because Anybody who is Bible-based is apostolic. Is apostolic. So it's for you. It's, it is like the Paul Price show on steroids because <laughs> you are, we come together to get this concentrated teaching, training, impartation, prayer, prophecy, praise and worship. Uh-huh. A variety of speakers. You, of course, are our main keynote speaker. You are not one of those speakers who brings a bunch of people into your conference and you don't actually speak. No, no. You do actually have the teaching. So when you come to the summit, you get a lot of Dr. Price. I think like the whole first day is you. Well, and you remember when I didn't want to do that? Yes, when you didn't want to do that, and we were trying to conform to the council of the people Uh and bringing in these other big names in apostleship, big names in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And um, our numbers just started yeah. falling up. Yeah. And we're like, what? How can you bring in all these headliners and, this? and people start saying, but we come here to hear Dr. Price. <laughs> Not more of the same. Not even putting down no, what people are doing, but this is new. This is different. We're here for this. And so, it, guys, we had to convince Dr. Price. Yeah, you, you are depressed. You need to push through uh, the event. And so we get a lot of Dr. Price this year returning to the lineup. We have quite a few returnees, headliners, Apostle yes. Edgar Gonzalez. Yes, my friend, my He's friend. He's going to be teaching on. One of our board of directors for Price University. I tell you what, you can diversify a person. Yeah. Multi, <laughs> multi-task them. Multi-task those men. <laughs> okay. And so um, he will be returning teaching on do Apostle. Need doctors. Does near near the possible doctor, right? Uh-huh. Yes. That's what he's teaching on. We have Keith Johnson, Dr. Keith Johnson, coming in, teaching on making apostles millionaires. Mm-hmm. And why they should be if they're going to take kingdom. Yes. You know, I love that man. Brilliant as the day is long. I mean, brilliant, sharp, you know, and bold. Yes. Very bold, very innovative. So well, you're going to you love it. You attract the bold and the intelligent. Though. Yeah, because you know what? The rest of them be running. Yeah. They be receiving me. Hey, Ashley, they flee me. They flee you. <laughs> Dr. Nishan Walker is returning. Now, he taught in June. Oh, oh. But this, this event, he is actually ministering through rap in his music ministry with Minister Tony Mason. Right. And we have to get his music on. We have to give you a sample because he just cut a new album with whatever record oh, label. Yeah. I don't know. And I have it, actually. I okay. watched it in, in June. But I'll have him send his version. Uh, yeah. And yeah. So we can do that. So Thursday, 
Wednesday night at the summit is your State of the Kingdom address, open to the public. Everybody come. Everybody come out to that. Friday night, the concert, also open to the public. We're going to be marketing to youth groups in Tulsa to bring your young people out. But do you know why I want you to do this? Ask you say why. Why? Because Dr. Nishan takes youth groups to this cabin in Wyoming for renovation yes. and restoration. Yes. He, it, 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 it's been, I'm loving what he, his idea. We're starting to pull together our people so that he can take groups from our organization. He takes troubled young people. Yes. Can you believe that? Because his story is phenomenal. His story is phenomenal. You have got to come and let me tell you, bring your kids. This man is amazing. Maybe he, he we might, because I hope I talked to him before then, because, you know, a lot of life happens. We might be able to at least get you on a sign-up list for your children to go. And it's not cheap. And when I say that it's not cheap, he makes it affordable, but he gives them the best. And so he tells me this this place is like acres and acres and Beautiful. acres. They get to I know the pictures, the horses and all of that. Well, so, he the inner city kids who yes, have he never does. seen waterfalls, never seen farmland, never seen nature like that. <sighs> and just to see those moments captured. With those kids. And to watch them when they get off all mean and then yes. when they're finished all yes, yes. Yeah. And he is amazing. And his training program for youth restoration. The, the restoring of the soul of youth, which is what I call it. That he has another name, I, but anyway. But the restoring of the soul of youth—that's a powerful thing because this generation's youth need their soul restored, and that's what David said God did for him. He said, "But He restored my soul." I tell you that thing. Mm, so look at you. She's already and got a rock on. We just <laughs> and so. But but he but I want you all to bring your young people to meet him to let him touch them to and maybe sign up with him and say you know when you have your next one put me on this list because this man has an amazing story but he gathers thousands and thousands of young people a year and you don't want to miss this gonna be a goodie and give those dates again November fifteenth through the eighteenth is our near summit it's our Apostleship, Apostolic Kingdom, you name it. <laughs> I mean, it's all apostleship. Here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it is different from the Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute. Please don't think you're going to get prophetic training. No rerun. Very different anointing, very different spirit on it. It's powerful. And if you stay over to Sunday, typically we have church in the hotel. Ah, but this year. But this year. Hey. We're having church at our church. At our church. Our branding new church. So you know I always have dinner with everyone on, uh, lunch rather, with everyone on Saturday after the event. It is, we, it is turning into be more like dinner. It is. Dinner. Well, we have the site facility where we visit the pool, the tour, and all that kind of stuff now. So it's an early dinner. It's an early dinner. <laughs> and we're starting, we'll, we'll do that again because I love to sit down with the people who come. So if you decide you want to stay over, then you'll be a part of our dinner party Fam, we call it family dinner after the event, family dinner, because God has done a lot. He's ministered to us, changed us so greatly, and now we can have family dinner. And we do it again on Sunday uh, for those who can, and we go to one of our favorite restaurants. And trust me, we're going to get the ones that can handle us because the last couple did not do well. I realize that small is small for a reason. Yes. Okay. And so we're going to do a little larger. Amen. <laughs> so because 
that last one we must have. Well, I think we caught up the both of them, the Saturday and the Sunday. Yes. We, and, we, and Saturday we uh, actually had more people than we made the reservation for because more people ended up staying. Exactly. <laughs> and which they do, you know. And so we need to be in a place that can do it. I uh, so we're now, you know. I used to say, well, I want to go here because this is cozy, and I want to go here for that because it's cozy. But I want you to understand that cozy is cozy for a reason because it can't accommodate anything beyond the why after cozy. And so we really have been, you know, we've grown so large in our family dinners on Sunday that we cannot, we can't just go anywhere. We have got to go places that can accommodate growth and changes in numbers, et cetera. So I think we found a place for this year. We'll see how it turns out for Sunday. We're working on it because we have a couple of things in mind. But in any event, don't forget the dignitaries dinner. Yes. Goodness. Well. Oh, Wednesday evening. Yes. 7 p.m., the dignitaries dinner. This will be our third. Third one. Annual dignitaries dinner. And um, it is, it's a sit-down dinner. So there is a separate registration fee for that. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, we have our keynote speaker, Dr. John Swale. From? From Oral Roberts University. Who is? Going to be, he's, well, he's also involved. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's very, I mean, all involved in diplomacy and all of those kinds of things. And I want our apostolic sphere of, of, of attendees to experience that and to let's get us back into our sphere. It's nice to have the good evangelists, et cetera. We'll have those. Those are wonderful, wonderful pop. Profits, but we do need people in those spheres to talk to us about how to behave when we interact with them or when God sends us into them. And I think Dr. Swales is, uh, I mean, one of the most premier speakers and um, abilities. He represents his university in that capacity. Where So you're talking about wrapping all those mantles around, and he's as prophetic as the day is long, because he'll oh, yeah. break out and prophesy in a minute. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, he does. We, we get him. So we are definitely going to have him. We're honored to have him speak at this year's Dignitaries Dinner. Make sure you're there. He'll talk to us about just traveling all over, interacting, representing God diplomatically, uh, and then and not sacrificing your organization to do so. Very, very clever man. I appreciate him. So we've got a lot going on for the November. You want to get on, and right now you should have been keying in, drpaulaaprice.com, bing, hit that button so that you can look at that and say, whoa, I want this, 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 and this. Because we've got a lot for you, and you definitely want to register. Now, I'm sure that Prophet Adia has, um, what does she have, uh, buy one or some, some special. She yes. has monthly special. It uh, should be expiring, I think, the 30th. Oh, hey, guys, that's Sunday. You definitely want to get your buy one, get one. And if you have a group of 10 or more, listen up, because she has something for those as well. You want to bring your people Ashley, this is one of the ways I'm going to wrap this up. How about that? I'm going to wrap this up on this particular comment. We started out on social social media with discipling apostolic Christians, and that was to bring Christians into their Christ identity from heaven down, earth up, from the Messiah and not from humanity. So we worked it, and we did it, what, two years? and less less than two years. And so 
when we when you come to near, you are still coming into that mindset, that that climate, that environment, if you will, of discipling apostolic Christians. Because we have everybody no one will argue with us actually that the church has been evangelical for a very long time. But if the Bible was authored by the mantles of apostles and prophets and the church was birthed by apostles, then we need to have some apostolic Christians. We're going to have apostolic Christians. And we're going to talk about why be apostolic Christians. And we're going to make you understand. So when you come this year, if you already brought your book, bring it. But when you, you come this year, we are going to go back through discipling apostolic Christians because what God needs in the future is apostolic prophetic Christians. Write that down. Put my name under it. It's all right. I'm, 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 I'm loving you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But write down what God needs in the future is apostolic and prophetic Christians. We don't have enough of them, and those we have are pushed in a corner, very intimidated, very unenlightened, and frustrated. So you want to make this happen. If you're called to found an apostolic and prophetic church, you need to be here in November. Hallelujah. You need to be here in November because we are not, you notice we don't call it an apostles summit. We call it apostolic because God needs apostolic and prophetic Christians in the future. And he needs them to be educated, armed, equipped, and ready to act on his command. Oh, that's good. Wait, oh, wait, oh, no. Oh, act your own elevation. Yeah, get that in there. God needs apostolic prophetic Christians in the future. That is what we build, and that is what we're populating Congregation of the Mighty with right now. We are converting and we are conforming evangelical Christians into apostolic prophetic ones. I am not doing away with the evangelical movement. Do not, do not. Don't write me about it because I'm going to ban you and block you. Because that is not what I say. I'm saying God, is, God has kingdom issues. And when he has kingdom issues, he needs apostolic, prophetic Christians. When he has church issues, he needs evangelists, pastors, and teachers. You see the difference. So make sure when this is over, go to my website, drpaulaaprice.com, and say, I'm registering for the November Apostolic Summit for discipling apostolic prophetic Christians, because that is what we do. God needs the first Christians to ever hit the planet were apostolic. But he needs now to revive that type of Christian and Christianity to take on what he's facing in the future. Now, don't you love it, prophet? Love it. Love it. What'd you say? You love it? Love it. All right, your turn. What? Well. Oh, you! Oh, come on, you prophet, A I T. In the beginning, in the beginning, when you said that sovereignty goes beyond lawful, mm-hmm. and how you meet the savior, but then you shift over to the sovereign. Yes. Explains a lot of confusion in the body of Christ. <laughs> we always think God is the problem, mm-hmm. and it's always us. Always. Where we're confused, where we don't get it, it is always us, um, and. And how you, again, because you're teaching on this in Christ University. Yes. In Apostolic Prophetic Bible Education class about the apostle and prophet are authoring mantles. 
give them a taste? She's good in the class. She is a very good student. Well, let's see. We have had two, right? We're just in our second Only week. In our second second week. And everybody's floored. Yeah, everybody is floored. I continue to be floored. But apostolic in your your course, apostolic and prophetic Bible education. Well, one, you outline this is not devotion. Mm-mm. This is education. This is a training system yes. that we're doing. And so we're approaching this not devotionally, mm-hmm. but educationally, academically, scholastically. Yeah. Most of us will pause because we're not quite sure what that means. <laughs> because we've only really dealt with our Bible devotionally, even as apostles and prophets studying on our own or doing something like that, it's still personal. Yeah. Even though the intention might be to learn everything you can, you still don't have the established structure to go to the template. And so we're dealing with that, how you set up the course very constitutionally. Yes. I, how I like to put this is that we are really learning this as, uh, you know, as though we're in pre-law. Mm-hmm. Because what? We are kings and priests to God. Not just worshipers. And kings are governmental. Governmental. They are cannot. Laws. And so are priests. And laws define nations. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. I'm not going to talk too much about this. No, you, that, you did good. good you did yeah. a whole bunch I didn't say yes. about how you set up the class. Yes, but that's good. I just said taste anyhow. You know, taste is a small spoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those are some of my key thoughts because the other ones we kind of talked through already, but how, um, how you said the office is supposed to be objective. Mm-hmm. It is supposed to be objective. And I would challenge any leader, I challenge myself, what really are the motivations behind the decisions that you make in working with or not with? Overlooking people. Overlooking people. Some people don't even cross your mind. Because you're sitting in front of your face. mm -hmm. Because you've eliminated them. They said something that, that startled you or put you on guard. That is so true. You know, in my guardian's class yesterday, oh. when I did my guardianship webinar, okay. well, the next half of that is understanding that offices have predetermined and predecreed operations and objectives and outcomes. Can the triple O of an office. Operation. Objectives okay. and okay. outcomes. Triple O of an office. Can you please just take a moment to talk about your webinar? Yes. I am doing regular webinars. I'm, first of all, for those of you who have been waiting, hopefully by the end of this month, you'll be getting your next installment of Prayer Portal. But I am doing webinars on all of the things that I have taught privately over the years. You are now getting an opportunity for them. Uh, they will be up on Teachable. So the one that I did was, uh, is it time, I, I thought this was a great title, is it time to change your guard? You know, Ashley, we always think of changing of the guard as something that just happens like the seasons, you know, it's something just, you know, uh, uh, mystical that happens, but it isn't. Guards are changed by people, and they are changed because climates change, because reasons change. And so the, the webinar I did yesterday is, is it time to change your guard? And we, we did an hour-long teaching on that. It was, I think, powerful. And there will be many, many more. I'll probably do about one or two a week. And, you know, the Lord be willing, pray my strength, 
but I want to get them out there. So if you have a question about the people who are working for you right now, or if you are frustrated or confused about them, if they keep coming and going, if you have a turnstile staff where we're here today, we're going tomorrow, you will love that session. Some of you all who were on there with me yesterday, give your feedback uh, on the show today. I would love for you to just key it in. Let people know what you experienced and what you feel about it. This was great. Let's miss the next one. Ah. Uh, see, we already have one person. So what did you think? What were your, if you had to sum it up in a simple statement, what would your statement be about yesterday since you are a guard? I would say empathic. Um, goodness, the wisdom, the practical application, yes. the incisive wisdom, and then the tools given to improve on the job or to do the job and to be able to work with a leader or as a leader being able to work with, with your, your team. That's true. So the wisdom runs on both sides. So it's not just for leaders, and it's not just for people following or serving. Everybody can walk away with understanding. Even when you write your service manuals and everything, you put the job description of the leader, the job description of the support team, mm-hmm. how they're supposed to work together. Chain of command yep. and accountability. I want, if I had to give you, um, this is a test, our last conversation before Prophet Adia. We haven't given her anything to work with, so nah. we're just going to, you nah, know. She, she's, hey, she's smart, smart lady. Mm-hmm. So, but if I had to ask you any question about yesterday's teaching, what were your thoughts on the statement of, has your guard become your companion? Oh, yes. I was really happy I was in my office. <laughs> With the door shut. <laughs>
and sometimes they have to smooth out the road. So we just gave you a little taste, just a taste, of my latest webinar, Is It Time to Change Your Guard? And when you go there, ask yourself, has my guard become my companion? Because if that's the case, who's guarding you? Prophet Adia. Wow. Wow. That, I mean, I was going to comment on some other things, but that was a really good statement, too, is your guard, uh, who's guarding who. Um, I, I encourage everyone, visit online. You can you can access Dr. Price's webinars if you click the, the Train Me button on drpaulaaprice.com, and you can go and really view all the websites, I mean, all the webinars, rather, that she has to offer. You've got you've to get in on this, guys, and you can also join our mailing list so that you never, ever miss an announcement when there's about to be a new webinar. Um, Dr. Price, you have covered so many, so much ground today. I, I think I'll just, I'll comment on one thing you said earlier. Um, you talked about, and I know, I know everyone is reeling from this because this was good. You said that when God needs to deal with kingdom issues, he's going to call on an, on an apostolic Christian. And when he's dealing with church issues, that he'll call, you know, obviously he'll deal with the evangelical Christians, but we've got issues of the kingdom. You said God has kingdom issues right now and the first Christians to hit the planet were apostolic and that is the Christian that he's reviving. I thought that was powerful. Today was just, I mean, again, another extra training that we can grow from, that we can learn from and immediately begin to apply. So I loved that. That was one of my biggest takeaways um, from today, as well as something you said earlier about it's not about the, the specific people, but it's about the product that God wants. I thought that was powerful too. So overall, just I think a lot that we can chew on today and a lot of things that you gave us that we need to think about as we're moving forward, not just in dealing with people, but also moving forward and becoming who we're supposed to be, especially those of you who are listening today and you know that you're an apostolic Christian being empowered in your identity. So um, again, Dr. Price, really powerful day. Well, Adia, those are some great points that you revisited. And I'd like to say to you before I say goodbye to Periscope, if you question whether or not if God is working a, a product, just go to Jeremiah's experience with the potter. God was, not, was concerned about the product, not the clay. And so when God is trying to get a move going or to address an issue, he's got to switch out the product and sometimes the clay and many times the potter. So I think you'll find that very, very interesting reading. I love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, we're going over to Blog Talk. Come on over. Before you do, share, 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 and then share, share, share. Okay. Providence. All right. <laughs> All right, you guys have been listening online. You've been listening to the Paula Price Show, and we thank you for tuning in today. We are on every Thursday, 11 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, and you can listen to us online at blogtalkradio.com price show. Again, blogtalkradio.com slash Paula Price Show. We want to welcome you to the lines for those of you who are transitioning from blog, from Periscope and from Facebook. Transition over to the line and press that number one if you'd like to speak to Dr. Price here. 
here in this second hour so that we can go ahead and get to your calls. I just want to revisit a few announcements uh, that Dr. Price made today so that you may, we can make sure that you all know exactly how to get connected with some of the things that you may have heard Dr. Price talk about. And again, you are listening live to the Paula Price Show with the one and only Dr. Paula A. Price. All right. want to let you know again about how you can get registered for the Apostleship Summit, which is coming up November 15th through the 18th. Right now, you can do your buy one, get one. That, that buy one, get one deal is going to expire on the 30th of September, so just a few short days, and that deal will be concluded. However, you can take advantage of it right now by visiting us online at drpaulaaprice.com, drpaulaaprice.com. Click events there on the website, and you'll be able to get all the information that you need to register for the upcoming New Era Apostleship Summit. You can also uh, click to, you can select the Dignitaries Dinner now as part of your registration if you'd like to be involved with that. It is going to be a powerful evening. Get all dolled up and be ready for the power of God to visit us. It's going to be a powerful night. Dr. John Swales from ORU is going to be our guest speaker that evening, and the Dignitaries Dinner is Wednesday night. Um, and you can get all the details online at drpaulaaprice.com. Groups. Dr. Price wanted me to mention about the groups today. So I want to let you know, if you're wanting to register for a group, we have two different group deals. Groups of five or more go for $89 a person, just $89 a person for your registration. If you're going to register with a group of five, if you have more than five, um, anywhere from six to ten, ten, uh, 10 people registering for a group, then you can actually get our deal for groups of 10 our larger groups, um, and what you want to do is you want to click for a group of 10 or more, and there's $75 a person um, for that. So it drops down. That price drops down. So we really encourage you, visit us online, um, groups of, I'm sorry, I kind of think I said that wrong, guys, but groups from 5 to 10. That's right, 5 to 10 people, or is 89 per, per person, and then anything above that is $75 per person. So visit us online right now, drpaulaaprice.com, and get yourself registered. Like we've said before, those evening services are going to be open to the public, so if you're in the tool the area and you want to invite friends to be a part of the evening services, make sure you do that. Uh, Minister Tony Mason from the Tulsa area is going to be with us ministering in song on Friday night. Dr. Nashawn Walker ministering in song and music ministry, as well as our State of the Kingdom address, which is going to happen on Thursday night. So it's going to be a power packed weekend and you do not want to miss it. So you can get all your registration details online. You can also visit us online for all the information about Price University. You've been hearing Dr. Price talk about the programs here and that Price University difference. We want you to learn all about it right now by visiting us at priceuniversity.org. Again, priceuniversity.org. We want you to visit us there so we can share with you about everything that God is doing at Price University. If you are in the Tulsa area, we encourage you and invite you. Come out and see us tomorrow night for our fall reception. It's going to be right here at our Tulsa campus in East Tulsa. And you can find the address and all the information online at priceuniversity.org. Visit us tomorrow night. 7 p.m. for our fall reception. We will be providing some refreshments, and we want to see you here. You can tour the university and also learn all about the program. So we encourage you, come out and join us. We will do some periscoping of this event as well so that you can catch us, uh, those of you guys who are in different states and just want to catch a glimpse of what God is doing at Price University. So we encourage you. You can also email us there. You can contact us online, priceuniversity.org, if you would like to be contacted about our programs and how we can help you go to the next 
level. Again, press number one right now if you'd like to speak with Dr. Price here in the second hour. I'm going to let you know how you can stay in touch with Dr. Price all week long. If you're not following her yet on Facebook, we encourage you visit us, facebook.com. Dr. Paula Price. You can also catch her on Twitter. Big shout out to all of our Twitter family uh, and those of you all who have been sharing with others and reposting and retweeting. We really uh, appreciate everything that you have done to spread the word about the Paula Price Show. You can catch Dr. Price on Twitter at her handle there is at Dr. Paula Price. You can also follow the Paula Price Show Twitter there at at the Paula Price Show for all the details about what is going on with the Paula Price Show program. So we encourage you to do that. Follow Dr. Price on Facebook and also become one of her Twitter followers as well so that you can always stay up to speed on what Dr. Price is doing. We're going to go ahead and move into taking your calls in the second hour. So I hope you pressed that number one. And guess what? Before I leave you guys, we're just going to say we want to see you here in November, so make plans to be here again November 15th through the 18th for the Apostleship Summit. Prophet Ashley, I'm going to turn it back to you. All right. Thank you, Prophet Adia. And we'll be right back. We're going to kick off today's commercial spot with a little bit of a flashback from earlier this year in our anniversary celebration. We had some testimonials come through the line, and I want to give a recap on one of those testimonies before we go to announcements. First and foremost, let me say happy four-year anniversary to the Paula Price Show, to Dr. Price herself and her staff. The Paula Price Show is such an amazing, amazing show. It's a labor of love that she does. And I can really testify on how the Paula Price Show changed my life. I'm a very curious individual, so when I found out found out about the Prophet's Handbook, I did some research and found out that uh, Dr. Paula Price had a radio show. So, in my curiosity, I decided to call in um, and, you know, and my mindset was like, hey, if she can write a book on the Prophet's Handbook and she can write a dictionary, surely she must know what's going on in my life. So I called in and Dr. Price just slayed me uh, from the word that she gave me about my future in God, how deeply prophetic that I am, and how God's really going to just change my life. So I can really say the Paula Price show changed the course of my life, and I am just eternally grateful and thankful for her wisdom, for her, for her labor of love, just for dedication to the body of Christ, for really wanting the best out of God's people. And because of the Paula Price Show is the reason why I am on the course in my life right now in God and connecting with her prophets and really getting the best, getting the best and doing the best for God. So once again, I am a Eternally grateful for you guys. It's been a wonderful, wonderful four-year journey, and I am just looking for many, many years down the road of more excellence. Talk to you guys soon. See you in June. Did you know PPM Global Resources offers prophetic advisements? Talk to our certified prophetic team of ordained prophets, apostles, and professional advisors and get the wisdom you need now. There's no monthly commitment required for a single session, and current students may now add on to your existing services. Choose your advisor 
Choose your time, then purchase your session. Book online at www.ppmglobalresources.com and click on the Advisements tab to begin your journey of prophetic advisements. Stop by Dr. Price's website, www.drpaulaaprice.com to join the email list, schedule a prophetic advisement, take an assessment, and join the NEAR Collaborative. You can also shop for products, book Dr. Price for your event, enroll in her webinars, register for events, and much more. Again, the website is www.drpaulaaprice.com, www.drpaulaaprice.com. from Saturday Morning Kids. Every Saturday, we post a brand new episode full of God's power, full of God's word, just for kids ages 8 through 12. Subscribe to us on YouTube under Kingdom 5 Student Ministries. That's Kingdom 5 Student Ministries only on YouTube. Kids, I'm talking to you. We're diving into purpose, destiny, and God's plan for our lives. So I'll see you every Saturday for Saturday Morning Kids. Hi, my name is Chief Prophet Tala Price, and I want to invite you to join me every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time for a riveting and exciting discussion of my favorite book by my favorite author. Yes, Before the Garden, God's Eternal Continuum, written by the one and only Dr. Paula Price. Join us on our weekly journey of studying the history of eternity as it's been revealed through Scripture. Learn your God, learn your world, learn yourself, and even your Savior before time began. We're going to discuss revelationary answers to age-old questions like, how did we get here? Why does our planet exist? Does it have a creator? What was on his mind concerning us? And why did he bring Christ and Christianity into our world? Topics like these and more we'll be discussing every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can join us on Facebook Live or by Periscope. For more information, visit www.tallaprice.com. That's www.tallaprice.com. New Era Apostleship Restitution, or NEAR, is a kingdom collaborative founded by Dr. Paula Price that unites God's New Era ministries, visions and ventures, businesses and professionals in powerful, productive, and profitable ways that are mutually beneficial to all involved. Based on your level of membership, joining NEAR will give you access to assessment-based coaching and mentorship, personal ministry training and education, ministry credentialing and accreditation, spiritual covering and intervention, vision and ministry development, business and professional development, and more. Visit www.joinnear.com for membership and benefits information. That's www.joinnear.com. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the second hour of the Paula Price Show. I will say the greatest radio greatest show radio out there, show. Dr. Paula A. Price, as our host, author of the Prophet Dictionary. Dr. Price. 
I am here are you and I'm up? waiting to call. Are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. All right, if I'm you are if you are on the line, there is still space for you. Press that number one right now. We want to hear your feedback. If you have a prayer request for Dr. Price, if you need prophetic insight into a situation, we'll just call it a situation, go ahead and press that one, and I'll get you lined up. First, we have today Dr. Price Lakeisha calling from North Carolina, and she would like prayer for family, and they're going through hard times. Lakeisha, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so wonderful, wonderful to be talking to you all. How's everybody doing? <laughs> we probably need to give you your radio show. <laughs> I am so, it is such a privilege and an honor to talk to you all today. Y'all are doing some amazing things in Oklahoma for the kingdom. And I'm just, I, when I read about it, life is so full right now and everything that you spoke of my life is just coming to pass and I'm 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 just I'm going but I'm keeping up with you guys. Y'all are doing some amazing things for the kingdom and I'm just in the background. I'm just cheering you all on because it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Well I tell you what, there is nothing like having a powerful cheering squad behind you when you're going for the goal. So don't stop cheering for us. So tell me what is up with you? Okay, well, um, I, I'm calling in because my family, is, there's some stuff going on with my family, like my mom, my dad, my brothers, and my sisters. We're a large family. And recently something happened with my brother, and it kind of just shook our family to the core. And it's like, it's like we all right now, we're just, we're broken. And I just, my dad is, you know, he's not well, and I'm really concerned about him. I'm concerned about my mom, and I'm concerned about my brother. My brother got in some legal trouble, and um, I really don't even know the ins and out of it. Out of it. I just know that it was major, and it really shook my family to the core. And honestly, Dr. Price, I really just I don't understand why ever since we I was small, it's just like our family has just been going through one thing after another, you know, and. I really, I'm at a loss. I really don't, I don't understand it. And I'm praying, I'm asking the Lord, why is it like this? Why is it, why is my family, I need some, I need some clarity on it. I need for God to, to deal with me and speak to me concerning my family because um, I've been praying and, you know, interceding and stuff for my family, but I also have a family now of my own, you know? So, and I'm trying to figure out how I can balance, you know, their stuff always spilling over into my life, and then me trying to be a wife, a mother, and now a grandmother. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's hard. It's really, really difficult. And I'm just I'm just asking the Lord, what's what's going on? Well, I have to tell you that I am grateful for your call today because I think it will give us opportunity to answer this for other people. So if you don't mind, I'd like you to answer a few questions. If you can answer them rather succinctly, that'll be great. Let's talk about it. Since you're saying God, how is your family's relationship past, present, and uh, mostly in difficult times with God? Where is your family with God? Well, my um, my mom is a Christian. She's always been a Christian as far as I can remember. She was, um, she brought me up in the church and I think I was the only one who out of out of five five brothers and one sister, 
I was the one who was really close, you know, with her in the church. I used, She brought me up in the church, really. But my brothers and my sisters, they really weren't. They, I mean, they know of God and they know to go to church and everything, but they're not really, they're not really saved. They're, they know of God, and but they're not, they're not really saved. My dad, he goes to church every Sunday, but he's the, he's the type of, you know, he goes to church, but he still believes in doing, you know, cusses and all that other stuff. And um, not talking about the denomination or anything, but you know he was—he's—he's he's Methodist, and there are some wonderful Methodist church. So please, nobody get offended. Um, but he just believes in—you know—I can do what I want to do. I can go to church or pay my tithes and pay a good offering, and you know, that's—that's that's pretty much how my family relationship is with God. So let's let's walk this through because you're asking God about your family, and so yes. you're a very smart woman. So let's walk this through. Your father's a churchian and not a Christian, yes. and, your, and the rest of your siblings are not Christians. So what do you want God to do? I'm like, I'm trying to figure yeah, I out. I knew you were going to make sense. I'm like, people don't seem to like him, okay? Yeah. And so you have your mother standing firm, but she's under the authority of her husband. So her Christianity is just keeping everybody from blowing up altogether. But as far as her Christianity dealing with the, the house, clearly it's not very strong if after all of these years she's not affected her husband or her children. Yes, absolutely. So, and you present her, and you don't intend to, but let me tell you how it t- comes off. So you present her as the poor, lonely, pitiful Christian in the house that nobody, that everybody ignores. Okay. Because that's how she's presenting herself. Am I close? So her Christianity didn't empower her. So why would her children think it's all that great? Wow. You are, your very voice is very empowered for what you've done with your Christianity. Hers, she's just been a good praying woman. And there's nothing wrong with that. We need good praying people. But when we want to put God to move, God to action, you have to do a little bit more. Absolutely. Isn't that interesting? Because, see, your your mom has not convinced you all to be a Christian. She's got one child out of six, out of what, seven? Because you said one out of, you got five sisters and one brother. So is that right? That's correct. So one child out of seven affected by her Christianity. Wow. And then you're you're surprised that this brother ends up in legal issues. Mm. Because she's not a covering for her family. She's just a preventative. Oh. The father is he just playing with God. You know, he probably was one of those people that he he rose up, he even grew up going to church every Sunday no matter what you know, even staggering in so uh, drunk and whatnot, or either he had a, a momentary crisis and he vowed to God he'd never miss a church service. But he never stopped by the cross, never dipped in the blood. Never wow. stood under of the spirit. He just goes to church. He didn't stop by the cross, never dipped in the blood, never repented of his sins. Clearly he has never repented of his sins. He's still sinning. Mm. So 
your mom and you are it. Now, I'm not telling you that her prayers won't work, but if after all of this time they have not even persuaded her children to respect her Christianity, that's a big deal. Because, you know, you have, I, I, I'm telling you, I've been in families where it's only the mama, but you know what? You won't respect my, my Jesus up in here. You get some of those families, they're going to tell you, uh-uh, that one person, you're going to respect my Jesus. You're not doing that sin up in here. I've dedicated myself to the Lord and everything that came from my body. So I know you're dedicated to the Lord. Now, until you discover what that means, you're going to submit to how my house is. Now, let's talk about her and her husband. If her husband wants to play around, she has already resigned herself to the fact that she's going to be the only Christian in her house. Mm-hmm. So let's get off of them. Let's get on to you. You okay. said, I think the most powerful statement and the most admirable statement is I'm a now, I now have a family. How do I not carry that into my life? Well, let's start with Bible. Let your light so shine among men. So when you let your light shine, and you stand up there and you maintain your stance in Jesus Christ, I don't care if that means sitting down with your husband, if he is not the type of Christian you are, which, of course, a lot of people unfortunately have that. But if that's not it, we need to talk about this Jesus thing. And we need to Mm -hmm. talk about where he stands in our home and with our, our children. Okay. Because I am not surrendering my Christ on the altar of marriage because that will turn out poorly for you in your later years as it does for so many people. So we need to, let's, let's just work it out. Don't, don't, you're not going to, let's not stand here and say, I mandate this or that. No, let's talk about the fact that I am a true Christian. I am an enthusiastic Christian. I am a submitted Christian and I am reverential. And now that's the kind of Christian I am. So if you want to be something different, we need to find some sort of meeting ground because I cannot slowly but surely convert from my God to your way of Christianity. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely, yes. So, so it's up to you to start. If you're just starting out, it's a great way of doing it. There are a lot of Christian households where the husband is like, okay, I'm not going to fight you on this. These are the three things I want. Don't ever use it again. We are going to do this. We got this. And you will literally negotiate so that you can navigate. So you need to have that conversation. Now, let's move into motherhood. Your children should not ever see you afraid or ashamed or hiding your faith for anybody's sake. And they need to know that there is another unseen authority in our house called the Lord Jesus Christ. He is here. We have invited him. We're not kicking him out. We're going to learn him, and we're going to cooperate with him. That is our world. And if any one of you would like to know, I would love one day to have my daughter tell you. You know my daughter, who the Wednesday Warrior Girl, Chief Prophet Tyler, she can tell you how our house ran. And we did not compromise on Jesus Christ. We never compromise. I didn't let them. I didn't let them think God was an option. What do you mean God's an option? School's not an option. Jesus is not an option. Come on. What are you talking about? I don't go with that. That was very serious. I was so committed to this man because I know. I said, if I make them wobbly in you in my house, when they go into the world, they will be wobbly and there will be nothing to protect them. Absolutely, yes. And I wanted that Christ protection 
over my children. And they had to know him so that they can recognize when he said stop to stop or halt, or if he judged them, they didn't understand. I wanted them not to be ignorant of how Jesus handles his family. Mm-hmm. So I didn't need that. So, no, we didn't. We, he was number one. So if you're going to be a mom, you can't have step. You can't let, well, you know, I'm 12 now. I'm able to make up my own mind until you pay rent. You, I made up your mind as far as your faith. Your faith is the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there are a lot of parents that say, well, I don't agree with that, but yet they send their children to school because they have to. They take their children to the doctors because they have to. Their children have to be in sports. Their children have to do a lot of things, but you don't have to do Jesus Christ. And then you want God to cover your kids. Mm. So you're going to have to let it be known. We start with Jesus, Alpha. We end with Jesus, Omega. And in the middle, we have Jesus, Obedience. Now, if you are not serious about that, you call me, you ask me, I'm telling you how I did it. Now, I have mm-hmm. daughters that say, well, he was nice, and, you know, and, and as soon as they came, they were out. But, that, but everything they did fell on them. It was not on me. Mm-hmm. So you have to decide who he is to you first, mm-hmm. to your husband's husband second, and then who you want him to be to your children. Mm-hmm. Does that help you at all? Yes. <laughs> yes. Why are you chuckling? Well, because it's, you always make everything make sense. I mean, you. I mean, you can just get. I get mentally stuck and I listen to the show and stuff and I'm like, dang, I should be able to figure it out by now. But then when I call, it's like you always just make everything just make sense. And it's that's that's wonderful. I mean I, I just I just love that. That's it. Well, I thank God for it and I thank God for your call because I'm sure that this spoke to a lot of other listeners and because a lot of parents they don't agree with the current um shift of Christianity or the current trend, but they don't have the words. I give articulation. I give you wisdom. I give you the backstory. Come on, guys. Your kids uh, can't. You, your kids cannot tell you I'm not going to school today. If your child decides to drop out, you're going to have a fit. If you keep your child ho- home and not register them as getting some education somewhere, you're going to be approached by the authorities who want to know. There are just things. Your child has to go to bed. They have to do that. I mean, come on. And yet when it comes to Jesus Christ, we just play? No way. And I never let that happen. I said, you know what? If I was wealthy, you'd be living off my money. Since I am a Christian, you're going to live off my God. And that is how it goes. So, and they're, you know, right now, where they are with the Lord, all of them, it was their decision. I gave the foundation, like I gave them good food, good medicine, good care. Good love. I gave them that, and now it's on them. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to. Uh, I think that um, we're going to thank God for your call, and let everybody who heard come back to this. You realize you can come back to this and listen to it again if you want to play it for your family. You can. I think it's a little bit bold, but hey, you know, you know what your family is like. But you need to establish what negotiate so that you can navigate your faith as a mom and a wife. Yeah. Father Amen. God, I thank you. I thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Father, for what you've done, who you are, and what you're doing. God, these are your people. We are your people and the sheep of your pasture. And so you are the one that we want to lead us beside still waters. If we want still waters in our life, we've got to let you lead us. So I thank you for doing that. Lord, I thank you for Lakeisha. I thank you for her mom, strengthening her mom, because there has to be a, a hard battle wrestling with somebody with you, even in your bed at night, wrestling with the forces, the two light and dark forces that's there. So I'm asking you to visit her, give her a refreshing 
give her some empowerment, and, Lord, give her some strength and, and the strength of her convictions in Jesus' name. And then I thank you for Lakeisha's family. We cover it under the blood. And, Lord, as I've just given just a nugget of what you would say to her. I thank you for her sitting down. I'm asking you to sit down with Lakeisha and to talk with her. And then as you do so, to talk with her husband, because sometimes we assume something is the case and it's not. So let it all come out in the light. And, Jesus, you yourself oversee, preside over their discussions and their negotiations so that you can get another powerful family of yours in the kingdom, standing for you in the light. We bless you for it all, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you, too. We'll talk soon. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Thank you, God, so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Prophet Ashley. Ooh, that was good. If you have a prayer request, comment, or feedback, now is the time to press that number one so Dr. Price can minister to your situation. All right, Dr. Oh, Price, we oh, have hold next. On. Oh, hold yeah. on. I'm, I'm, if you are talking to God about a job, this is a situation I'm looking at right now. You have a job, you're facing termination, and you're facing what to do in that termination. The other person, you're facing a, uh, you're, you're, you're struggling for a promotion. You keep getting passed over. Keep. It just doesn't make sense. If you are those people, I need you to punch in right now so that we can pray over those situations because both of you are fighting with an unclean spirit, one with an evil report and another one with a, a kind of a family crisis that you couldn't do anything about. All right. Who's next? My mind. Go ahead and hit that number one. All right. Next on the line is Joy from Georgia, and we haven't heard from Joy in a while, but she is calling for prayer for strength. Joy, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Dr. Price, you have been preaching it today. I love you, and I am so glad that I just took a chance on calling in just to hear what all you had to say. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it all over again. Okay. (laughs) Well, Joy, you sound fabulous. It sounds like you and God had a few visitations. Oh, honey, please. Let me tell you. (laughs) After you got a waiting room or something? Okay. (sighs) After you, um, oh, Lord, help me get out of here. I'm sorry. I'm at the doctor with Amanda, my daughter. You've um, prayed for her before, and I had to go and pick her up last night in the middle of the night. But I keep casting that care on to the Lord because she's 27 years old, cares for her just like he cares for me, and I can't cope everybody. And I don't, um, anyways, you prayed for me for patience over a year ago. Lord have mercy. I'd like to have passed out when you prayed that prayer. Right after you prayed that prayer, I had a dream, and in this dream, there was a solid white tornado. It went up inside my body and carried me off. The next thing I know, me and my husband separated. We're still separated, and I have been on a circuit. I have went from Alabama to Florida to Georgia, and I've. it has been a nothing but a whirlwind. And um, I have growed and growed and growed in the Lord. And I just I just want you to 
just pray as God leads you. And if he's got anything to say to me through you, then I would like to hear it. And anything other than that, I don't want nothing but him. And I am just, I mean, I'm consumed by it. Just unreal. Well, <laughs> Joy, you are a marvelous miracle call and probably one of the most refreshing and encouraging calls I've had in a long time. We've walked you through Thank a great God. journey. A great journey. Yes. So let me tell you what God is saying. He said, don't shipwreck the process. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Nope. Process. He said, because, let me tell you what else he's saying. You're going to like this. Uh-huh. He said, he's enjoyed dealing with you without crises. He said, he loves the fellowship without all the crises. Hallelujah, me too. He said he enjoys dealing with you. When he listens to you now, there's not all of the crises. And so God said he's able to fulfill his word because you're letting him do the work instead of, you know, interrupting the work. So he's excited about that. I'm telling you, God is definitely excited about who you are growing into. I cannot wait. The next few months, I'm going to get me a new joy out of this because you're going to be a different woman. But I'm going to yeah, I'm. I'm praying your. I'm going to pray your strength in the Lord and pray that He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm thanking Him for you today, and your joy and your liberation, your liberty is in your soul, it's in your spirit, it's in your heart. Blessed be the Lord, Father. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, that He who has begun a good work in joy, and all of the rest of us will complete it. Hallelujah. Until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ, we lift up her deliverance to you. We lift up her healing. We lift up her victory. We lift up her prosperity. We lift up her her residence. We lift up her income. We lift it all up to you, God. And as long as she stays in the the center of your will, Lord, she's going to see a life that she's only dreamed. And now it will come to pass. And, Lord, cut ties with everything that strangled her and tried to destroy her in her past. I cut those ties and I cauterize them so they can't reconnect. I create a path, a barrier between what was and what is to be so that she can move forward to purpose and destiny in, uh, in the name of the Lord. In Jesus' Hallelujah. name we praise you. Amen. All right, Joy, Thank you got to keep us posted because you're excited. I will. I love uh-huh. y'all. Thank you so much. God bless you so much. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. Prophet Ashley. Well, she sounds like a different person. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's it. Joy? Oh, Joy? Woo! Joy is wonderful. <laughs> but you know, it just it proves that the Lord's work will keep on working. And, and as long as you don't flee, God's going to be victorious in your life. And He's going to give you the victory as a result. I'm, I'm like, this is powerful. Come on, Prophet Ashley. Do we have another call? I do not have anybody who has hit that number one. Wow. I am. Y'all, stop that. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Now, you know okay, good and see, well. Now they're hitting, they hitting the buttons. See? Okay. Because I'm like, I know I got peoples out there that I have to pray for because I came here with prayers in my spirit for folk today. So come on through. Lord have mercy. All right. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it live, Dr. Price. All right? Live is good. We'll just roll with it. Okay, this is the caller. The last two digits in your number are 77. I'm going to take your line live. Okay. 
Welcome to the Hi. Price Show. Please tell us, hold on, tell us your first name, the state you're calling from, and what you are needing from us today. My name is Cheryl, and I'm calling from Mississippi. And I, first of all, I just want to thank um, Dr. Price for the teaching on uh, the orphan spirit I listened to at the Congregation of the Mighty. And it was so enlightening, and it blessed my soul. I'm currently under, I guess, reconstruction of my soul, (laughs) and he's restoring me. And I just wanted to thank you for that teaching. I recently purchased the um, Soul Stalkers also. Um, Dr. Um, Tala recommended me to listen to that. So I just wanted to thank God for you. Well, I thank you as well. That's encouraging. And I have to tell you, that our orphan spirit is literally was hot off the presses. So, you know, a lot of you all were crying out to God that Sunday. Yes. Lord, give us some answers. We need to understand some things. Yes. So I'm grateful to you for that. And there are others, but I want to find out, Cheryl, what is it that you want me to pray for or to counsel you on today? Finances. I was one, um, you mentioned earlier about someone who um, had a, of crises in their family. I left my job because my parents had a really bad car accident. It was about nine years ago. And I left my job to take care of them. And my father passed about three years ago. And I just have not been able to get, I guess, my finances back together. Okay. Well, I understand. You know, now I'm going to ask you a very sensitive question. Just be patient with me, but I have a reason for going this direction. What made you have to um, leave your job entirely to take care of your family? Well, I was working in Illinois, and um, my parents were in Mississippi. My mother suffered a brain injury, and she needed full-time care. Mm -hmm. And my dad could not, he couldn't do it either because he was ill with heart heart disease. Okay. Now, not to sound callous, but I would like to give counsel that takes care of us beyond the crises. Is that okay? Sure. You are a loving daughter, and I would bet you have taken care of your family probably most of your life, haven't you? Yes. You've done everything. No matter what they thought, wanted, you are the one. You were right there for them. And that is powerful. It's commendable. But understand, that's why I love doing this show, because there are other ways that take to take care of some crises that don't bankrupt us. Okay. Okay? And so, and, and I don't want you to be think that you made a mistake. You did it. There just is now. God has to go and rebuild something, because you've been out of the workforce for right. nine years. Now, nine, nine years of disappointment is a big deal when you're talking about not being in the system, when you're talking about God not having to supply for you like that, when you're talking about not building anything. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely a disintegration of your financial state. And so my thought to you is that um, right now you are at ground zero, probably sub-zero, trying to do this, and here's where you're frustrated. Can I tell you about this? Where you're frustrated, Cheryl, is this. You're like, but God, I did this for good reasons. Right. I did this for responsibility reasons. Why am I suffering in my finances? And that's because we don't know how the kingdom works. I see that now. (laughs) 
okay? So because the kingdom is like as long as you pump anything, I don't care what it is, as long as you pump it, it will continue to flow. But there are certain flows you should never stop. And money is always a battle for Christians. Right. So money is difficult. So when you start getting your flow, like I tell everybody, no, 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 I don't care if you have to say I'm going to do this little hamburger flip thing so that the money spirit has to still serve me. Because you disengage the money flow. Mm. And you did it for, and so you're trying to use um, sacrificial reasons, you know, for, right. for what you're doing, and humanitarian reasons, which are great. Right. Nothing's wrong with that. But you're trying to use that as a premise for monetary income or reward, and they don't, they don't always work together. As a matter of fact, when it comes to humanitarian things, money is more resistant in that category than any other. Okay. So what we're going to do, how's your mom? First of all, you said your dad passed. How's your mom? She's better. She's better, but she's, she's better. Still, she can't see. So. Okay. What are you going <laughs> to do? I'm still taking care of her. going to take care of her. Okay. So I need you to, as soon as you can, we're going to give you a job. You will be employed. When you can, you are going to do what everyone else does. You're going to hire her caregiver. Okay. And you're going to do that because you you are going to live longer than her unless something crazy happens. You have got to think future. We get caught up in a crisis and we get we make in the moment decisions that totally eradicate our future. Okay. Because see, I would have brought them to me where I had a right. job and I would have paid for them to get some care. Mm. That's what I would have done. Because I would have realized that no matter how long they suffer, they, I'm going to outlive them, and I have to have an economy for myself when I am old and I don't have the strength to take care of me. True. So, but, but because you wanted them to stay safe and comfortable, you're, you're, uh, trust me, when I say to you, Cheryl, your reasoning made sense for the moment, but it ignored your future. Right. Because you wanted them to stay in their home and their environment. Right. You know, people say, yeah. I understand that. But but they didn't know anyway, did it? It didn't matter. Right. So and I didn't I would, think it would be that long. I didn't think. <laughs> I thought it would be. That's my, <laughs> that is my point. You just hit my point. <laughs> and so we can't anticipate the length, uh, the duration of a crisis. We have got to make decisions that take care of the objects of our affection to fulfill our duties and our responsibilities in a way that will not bankrupt us in our later years. Mm. And you were, uh, and you did that habitually because you just you were always there for them. So you did Correct. that habitually. So I'm going to we're going to put you to work, but you're going to go to work. And you're going to get a caregiver. You have state, I'm sure there's state resources and all of that, and you're going to stop being the martyr. Yes? Yes. Because right now, being a martyr at 20, 30, maybe 40 is all right. Being a martyr at 50, 60, and 70, that's poverty. Right. That's lack. <laughs> exactly. 
So I need you to give up that that badge and let's go forward. God, I thank you for Cheryl. I thank you for her life. I thank you for the joy of her serving you and loving you. But God, right now, I'm asking that you deliver her from this martyr spirit, this self-sacrificing spirit that is literally choking her future. Give her solutions to her mom. That's very important. And then, God, most importantly, we put her to work. We give her, <laughs> we put her in the employment that you have already prepared for her before the foundation of the world, and we give her diligence and conscientiousness in it. And, God, we take away imaginary conflict between her employment and her mother's care. We remove that imaginary, that illusional illusory conflict between the two. And God, we give her the right caregiver, the person that you yourself would use and choose. God, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Cheryl. God bless you. Blessings to you, too. Okay. All right, Prophet, we got, we've got time for one more call. I think that we can do it. All right, and I have one more for you. This is Lynn calling from Maryland. And Lynn needs prayer for her relationship with the Lord. She said she wants to have a, a, a genuine relationship with God. Lynn, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Price. Hi, Lynn. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and you? I'm doing very well. Thank the Lord. Hey, so you out there in that cold? Is that the Maryland wind I'm hearing? Yeah. It's not cold, but it's very windy. You know, that weather's changing. So, yes. Tell me what's going yes. on. Okay. I've been listening to you for almost a year now, and I've learned so much from you. Um, I desire to have that true relationship with Jesus Christ that you're that you're always teaching us about, and knowing Jesus and speaking to Him as a person and sitting in His presence. And I'm. I'm lacking in this area, and and I'm I want you to pray for me uh, to have a better relationship, to build a true relationship with the Lord. That's the area that I've been struggling in. Amen. So I'm going to ask you a question, Lynn. What's standing in the way? Me. For example. I don't know. I. I it's almost like I'm afraid to to go deeper. Like I don't know what to expect or I feel like I don't know how to totally let go and and allow God to totally take over and I think that's what's keeping me back. Amen. So tell me about your church. I um I was in a church. I um my husband and I, we joined the church, but realized that it may not have been the right church for us. So right now I'm looking for a church. I did join the Congregation of the Mighty online, but that's just me. That's not my entire family. So right now we are in the process of of trying to find a church home in our new location. Well, we will definitely pray toward that end. So you, so you don't have a church. So let me ask you about your your, your um. Christian experience, how long have you been saved? About 15 or 16 years. Okay, so you and God have had kind of that in-out kind of thing, right? Yes. 
Okay, so here's what God says to me about you, and you can do this through us until you get a church. The first thing we want, God says he wants you to do is join a Bible study. Okay, and, we're and starting that's something to open, that I've been wanting to do. Well, we're starting to open up the Congregation of the Mighty to our online congregation because we have, like, you know, over a 1,000 of you guys, and we have to do something. So we're starting to open it up to um, to open you up to our on-site Bible studies and, and groups and all of that. So we're going to help you get into that closer relationship, and it will not be shock therapy. So that's the first thing. The second thing God says he wants you to do is get up in the morning and give him 15 minutes a day, just about anything. If you don't have anything on your mind, just sit with him for 15 minutes. And he wants you to do this. That's the second step he wants you to do. Okay. The third step he wants you to do is to give him 30 minutes, 15 minutes of Bible study or reading your Bible, and 15 minutes of prayer. Okay. He said um, he's asking you to do this because he wants you to begin to feel comfortable with his spirit. Amen. So that's because, see, most people just aren't comfortable with the God's spirit because it's too clean. You know, and when you do it, he doesn't want you to, he wants you to set a place aside for him that you and he can bond with nothing that's going to compete with his attention or your affection. Okay. Now, he said, he wants you to do this, he said, for nine months, and this is why it's nine months, because he's birthing a new you in the process. Hallelujah. So you and God will have visitation. Now, the next thing I suggest, I firmly suggest, is that you um, sign up for a life advisement so that you can get that once a month spiritual and support and godly counsel you need to to stay with the program. Because in the beginning, you don't realize how many uh, uh, dormant spiritual things are waiting to fight you because you want to get closer to Christ. And they are in your way. I have one tomorrow. Huh? Oh, good. I have one set up for tomorrow. Good. Then you can make sure you bring this. So, but this is your prescription for the next nine months. Okay. Okay. And this is about you and God. You don't have to make it about the house, about the kids, or anything. Just make it about you and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I want. Me and Him. I've tried to do things and incorporate everybody, but it's not about that. It's about me going higher in him and doing what he's called for me to do, and that's what I want to do. Exactly, and the reason that you have to go first is because if you don't create a path, people have no way to follow. So I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pray. God, I thank you right now for Lynn. I ask that you watch over the words that I have said and the counsel that I've given, that you would put in her the unction, and not just an unction, God, but the drive to do this and to complete this thing. And then, Lord, as she does it, let her record what happens between you two in her own journal so that she'll know that you've gone from glory to glory, strength to strength, and faith to faith and that she will indeed hit that place of bonding with you one-on-one that she so craves in her heart. And I thank you for doing it all, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Christ. You're very, very welcome. God bless you. All right, Prophet Ashley, I got another one. All right, let's do it. 
Okay, we have on the line Lenora from Nebraska. She called in today because she said she might need to change churches and needs clarity on what to do. Lenora from Nebraska, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Hi, thank you for having me. Hi, Lenora, how are you doing? I'm uh, as well as I can be. Uh, so what's going on? What's this church thing that you're talking about? Um, so... Just recent um, kind of revelation that I've gotten from God about some situations that are happening at church, um, I realized uh, I was in pain based on the state of, of the leadership, and I was mourning for that, and I had asked God, what am I supposed to do? And he had, he had told me himself, to, it's time for me to go, but the last time I transitioned, and this has only been the second church that I've ever belonged to, and I've been at this church for six years, the last time I transitioned, he had a place set up for me. And this time, it's it's not that way. And so I just want clarity because I I don't know. I can't see the next step. And I, I, I have faith that I know what I'm called to do. Um, and it's just not being fulfilled in this place. I um, got there six years ago um, because that was a place that could um, grow in me and, and instill foundation in me. But they still look at me as a child. And... Um, I just don't know how to reconcile that. I, I honestly, I took the PAQ, and I was assuming that I would be a novice or a beginning prophet, but it had panned out that I was actually somewhere in the at 81 on the intermediate level. And so I had assumed their perceptions of me for myself. And so it's a place um, where the growth is stagnating, and, and I don't want to lose my fire, and I just need clarity on how I'm supposed to move forward. Great question, and I'm thanking you for calling me today and trusting me with this particular concern. So let me say the first thing that I want you to recognize. Well, let me back up. I don't even want to answer you yet because I'd like to ask you a couple of questions if you don't mind. Um, I don't. You said that they, they look at you as a child. Um, could you describe that in a very succinct way? Could you tell me how you got, got to that conclusion? Please. Okay, so there will be um, situations that will arise. Let's say the pastor's conflict um, resolving in groups. He'll always ask, who is the youngest member? I'm technically not the youngest member in the ministry, but I'm always looked at by age as the youngest and because I've only been there six years and everyone else outdates me. That's one thing. The other thing is that Every time I give a word, and I've preached over the pulpit, I've been, I've, I actually, when I got into the ministry, I had been there for a year, less than a year and a half, and he had, he had licensed me as a, as a minister along with people that had been there longer than me. But I'm still looked at as a novice, not necessarily through the words I preach, but there are other people in the congregation who are in eldership or in leadership that are not accepting me into the the group basically. And so it's it's just a it's a really weird imbalance of of I would say authority and power and the leadership isn't taking the role that I would expect them to take in protecting and growing new ministers. And so that's why I'm in this position or I'm still being called a baby or um having to preach messages about maturity to a group of adults and I'm it just it's it's it, there's a lot there's a lot 
Yeah, it seems like it. So here's what I want to do for you. I want to do a couple of things for you, Lenore. The first thing I want you to do is when I hang up, I need you to get it up. Go and sign up for prophetic advisement. Okay. Because there's a lot that you are experiencing that you don't have the time to articulate, and I think that mm-hmm. it needs to come out. So that would be my okay. first thing. Definitely do that. The second thing I want you to do, I want to ask you before I answer your question, is this is clearly a very small church, is it right? It's it's dwindled down to that, absolutely. Okay. So you get yeah, right. I, I can see why. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So here's what I would say. The first thing I would tell you is that promotion does not come from the, what, east or the west or the south, Mm -hmm. but it comes from God. Promotion Mm -hmm. comes from God. Now, before you, two things I'm going to tell you right now before you end this call. Before you leap out and leave, I would do two things. Number one, I would talk to that pastor and ask him, what is he seeing about you that you don't see? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's that's a, a not only is that a mature way to handle it, but it's also a take charge way of handling it, rather than just fleeing quietly. Because if you're saying it's dwindled down to that, something has gutted that church. There is something that has caused God to shift His congregation, and I'm, you know I, I, I can't be able to begin to even imagine what that could be. But God gutted that congregation for a reason. Yeah, so I have to, some. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you. I know what it is. I just don't. I can't tell you over this line, but I know exactly what it is. I know exactly what it is. So, but I want you to hear this. If God gutted that congregation, that pastor is suffering. There are a lot of things, emotional um, trauma that he's dealing with. Because Absolutely. I go from church that can support me to a church that doesn't even stand, come come to see me, you know, that kind of thing. So I want you mm-hmm. to, before you make that decision, I want you to talk to that pastor. Now, the second thing I want you to do is to realize that if God hasn't completed the instructions, he's not ready for you to move. Okay, okay. And maybe, maybe because he wants you to talk to the pastor. Okay. So... That's it. The last thing I want to say to you, and I, this is a, a piece of information I want everybody listening to me to hear and to register. When a church comes under fire, deserved or not, that means that because it's discipline or development, when a church comes under fire, the spirits that God sends in to, to kill that church, to literally tear down, they are on assignment, and some of them are angels, some of them are devils. But you have to be careful about your response in the midst of that because while that's happening, you are going to feel the influences and take on reasons that are not yours. Okay. That take on the fight that's not your fight. And so if God wants that church to exist, he gutted it for a very good reason so that he can replenish it with what he wants. If he doesn't want it to exist, he's going to tell you how to leave. Okay. Now, the last thing I want to say is that you have got to be honest about one thing. You know, there, um, there's never just one side to a story, so you have mm-hmm. got to ask God to show you what is it your pastor sees that looks okay. immature to you, that you mm-hmm. don't see, and that mm-hmm. you need to see. You have to do that because if you're going to give words and if you're going to preach, you're going to have to have a, a well-rounded 
communications with the Lord, which means not just output, what you say to them, but also your own intake. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to be a just weight, and I think that's what you want to be. Mm-hmm. So those are, that's my counsel to you. I would not leave. That's number one. I would create, um, I would schedule a meeting with that pastor and ask him what is it that makes him see me differently. That would be, and then also use his shepherding expertise and say, how can I correct this? Mm-hmm. And then the last thing you have to do is seek God for yourself, not just on what's, what you're not getting, but also what you're not giving. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Okay, amen. Thank you. Would you like to pray in now? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Father God. Thank you for Lenora. I thank you for your work in her life. And I thank you, Lord, that she is a real daughter, a real daughter to you who loves you and she just wants to do your will. So, God, if there are any childish blind spots in her, Lord, point them out to her because she clearly wants to do better and wants to do your will. I can hear it in her voice. I hear it in her spirit that she wants to be full and well-rounded and balanced. I can hear that, God. And so I'm asking that you have that moment with her which you sit down and point out to her what the pastor is responding to, what the ministers are responding to. And I'm asking that we go beyond that. They just may be jealous or they just might be offended to real expose, real exposure of the things that are hidden. We all have blind spots in our souls, in our minds, in our thoughts, even in our will and intent. And so I'm asking that you would turn the light on those blind spots and give her an opportunity to do what Paul said, to examine herself and to know for certain that she's in the faith. And then, Lord, once you show that to her, I'm asking that you make this woman an intercessor for that that pastor. That pastor is struggling. I can see it. It's hard. And I'm asking that you make her an intercessor so that what you want to do in the pastor and developing that pastor happens as well. And I bless you for answering my prayers, God, doing this, and, Lord, giving her the fruit of your approval. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye. Prophet Ashley. We are out of time. Woo! Well, I love our calls today. Now, listen, guys, don't think that we don't want these calls. I love your calls. Your calls matter, and they help. Don't ever let the enemy hold you back for whatever reason. If I don't get to you, it's not because you're not important, but it is a matter of you pushing through. So do not do that. I know how this works. And then what will happen is, well, mine is not that important. Well, it doesn't really matter. Well, it's kind of redundant. Well, no, 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 don't do that because I have a large listening audience, and they need the wisdom, and they need the counsel that your question brings out. So don't do that. And, and it's not just that. Make sure you – let me know what's going on. I like testimonies. I love feedback. But most importantly, your family. I like to hear from you. Well, Prophet Ashley, I guess I probably have to hang up the phone now, huh? What do you think? Yes, indeed. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so listen, today we will see you again on Sunday for Scripture Organic, Culturally Unmodified Christianity with the Congregation of the Mighty. And if you want to know where we got that from, go to Psalm 82.1. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. Whoa, what a word. 
So join us on Sunday, and uh, if you are, we'll be reaching out to you to let you know when the next webinars are. And Ashley, do you know the next one is? How to Find the Right Church. That's our next webinar. So isn't that going to be oh, fun? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> okay, until next week, God bless you. Be blessed. And listen, don't give up and don't give in. Thank you for tuning in to the Paula Price Show. Become a financial supporter today by visiting www.drpaulaaprice.com and click on Sow a Seed. Donate today. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.